Welcome to the Thrive Church Podcast. Listen anytime you miss a service or want to hear a message again from our Sunday worship services and select special services. Lead Pastor Brian Bauer, as well as guest speakers, will bring messages that will help you encounter God, love people. Join us for virtual service on Facebook Live at Encounter Thrive. Or for those comfortable, we'd love to have you for our in-person services Sundays at 10. To learn about us, what we believe, how to connect, how to give, or how to find us, visit the all-new EncounterThrive.com. And now, here is our message. Good morning, Thrive. Happy New Year. Well, uh, I'm sure some of you have made New Year's resolutions. Some of you are fulfilling them because you're here right now. (laughs) Um, And this is the moment. Some of you like, nope, don't do those anymore. Uh, And that's that's fair. How many made some in the the past and broke them? Anybody? All right. For those not raising your hand, you better be under 20. Right, it, it happens, and, and we do it, well, I'm going to be more godly this year, and I'm going to be less this, and, and, uh, and w- we've all done it, we've all had those, and, and it, it does, it, it's kind of neat, it feels like the world resets in a way, right? This one's going to be better, and what's funny is it, it really isn't, it's a calendar thing, it's not, but we'll take it, we'll take the new reset if we can get it, but how many of us, you know, on a Sunday morning, today was one of those Sunday mornings for me, I just... I'm not going to bore you with the details, but I have like a laundry list of things that happened. Laundry list. More than anybody knows, uh, except my wife. I, I let her, I unloaded on her in text. Not at her, uh, upon, it had nothing to do with her. But just a lot of things, you know, from a hundred different directions. And they have nothing, and it's just like, oh, come on. You know, what a way to start the year, you know. Like, man, knew I should have said no to this Sunday, we should have, uh, you know, taken the holiday, right? Some of you are thinking that right now, like, yeah, I thought that, Pastor Brian. Uh, and, and, and it's hard, right? Because it's a new year, and you want it to just be like, it's awesome. So I, I believe it or not, I go to the gym pretty regularly, and, uh, and I know that in the next few weeks, that gym is going to have a lot more people but if I stay consistent next month, most of them will be gone, <laughs> or at least 50%, right? Because they're going to they're gonna be like, I'm doing this, and then in three, four weeks, like, I'm not doing this, you know? And, and uh, so, I'll, so I'll look forward to having more room. But like, we all do it, right? Some of us are like, I, I hope to get my anger in check. I hope to get my short fuse in check this year. Yeah, how many of us on a Sunday morning, like you're getting the kids ready, one kid's screaming, and then the other person's like, I am going to leave you today unless you get in the car and go to church with me. And then the kids are like, Mom, I wet myself again, but it's okay because it doesn't talk through my dress today. And you're like, oh, it's fine, honey. You go drive it to church, and, and they're breaking the laws. And you're like, honey, I, why are you doing that? And it's just like, you ever had those days? It's just the worst. Like, is he sick? Is he not? Should we even go? I don't know. Should we not go? And, and I, you know, and just that breakdown, you know, the family completely breaks down before you ever get there. We can be like that when we're trying to get out the door somewhere. Dear Lord. Oh, man. Especially a trip. Oh, man. It is, it is good. There are like lawyers nearby <laughs> on days like that when we're trying to leave on a trip because... We wouldn't make it, you know, we'd be dissolving things. And, and it's just uh, because it's insane and it begins to break down. We all have those moments. We all have those times. 
If I were to come into your house in the, in the, in the non-spiritual moments, which is probably most of the moments in your home, right? If the pastor were to show up at your house, right? You know, and the kids are screaming and the dishwasher just broke and I can't believe he left his underpants on the couch again. What is wrong with him? And I cannot believe and it stinks and why can't you take out the garbage? And all of a sudden, it's Pastor Brian. Hey, Pastor. I'm so glad you're here. Praise the Lord. What a beautiful day. Wonderful. The Lord tell you to come here? I think it was the devil, <laughs> right? Like that's, uh, we all have it. I have them too, where, you know, you're supposed to be spiritual and then you are not, <laughs> you know, or, or if you are spiritual, it's not the good spirits, right? It's the wrong ones. <laughs> you know, we all have them. A lot of people think we're always spiritual. Well, you're the pastor. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, I am not always spiritual. Um, and, and sometimes I am awful. Thank God for God's grace. And a new year is a good thing, and we're going to lean into that today. The even better thing is the Bible says, your mercies are new every morning. Every morning, God says it's a new start. It's a new day. Today's a new day, and it is a new year. And we've all had things we've done right, but we've all had things we've done wrong. One of the things we have done right as a family over several years now is at the beginning of the new year, as the year turns over, we just have like a family devotion time. And we make a list of things we are praying for and believing God for and having a vision for. And it's, it's a really good time. And most years, by the end of the years, and we, as we continue to meet throughout the year, we're not the family. You might look at us and be like, you guys must have devotions every day at 5 a.m. while your kids just ascend down from the throne of the Lord, off, hover off their bunk beds onto the floor. Yeah, that's us, right? No, <laughs> it is not. It is not. Uh, you don't want to talk to me before a couple cups of coffee because um, I, am, I will manifest. And... Uh, <laughs> And, and, and that's just the way it is. Like, we are that, and, but we've done some things right. I, I am very blessed, and I don't even know why, but I know my kids love Jesus. And they love the local church, which is also amazing. They don't always love me, which is understandable. I don't always love me. But they love the Lord, and they love the church. And, and our times with the Lord have made, I think, some of the biggest impact. And we talk about the Lord often. But we don't always have, like, we don't have this organized time where it's this time every day. Sometimes we do. Sometimes we're in that rhythm. And then sometimes, you know, it's been a few days. Maybe it's been a week. And then it's like, all right, time to rein it back in. But annually, we sit down with this. And then throughout the year, we sit down with that list again and say, let's pray into that list again. Let's pray. In. And sometimes we, what was we start, we're like, no, we saw God do this. We need to thank God for this now. We need to praise God for this moment. He did it. We saw it happen. It's, this is awesome, right? And so if you can do the same, and I, I do want to do a quick plug. So we do circles here. There are small groups, life groups, whatever you want to call them. And uh, hold on, I'm setting the thing here so I don't go over. All right? And we do circles. That's what we call them. And in our small groups, uh, Angie and I haven't done one actually for a while because we wanted 
the church to be the church and you guys to gather and develop community, you know, separate from the people who are just, you know, in front of everybody on Sunday. And the church has done awesome at that. And thank you for everybody who does a circle. You're amazing. But we are going to do one just this semester for marriage and family, a marriage and family circle in our house starting in February. We're going to cap it at about uh, 10 couples or, 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 or 20 people. So can you be single and come? You can. Um, you can prepare for marriage before you are married. Uh, you can prepare for being a parent if you don't have kids yet, but you're married, whatever. Um, but it's a mar- we're going to cap it at 20 because otherwise maybe too many come. And our house is nice, but it's not that nice. Uh, so we don't, but if you want to come, we're basically going to share what we have, what we've done right, what we've done wrong, and maybe how we can help. Um, but one of the things we've done right, I'm going to present this this morning, and then I'm going to give it to you to do as a family, as individuals, as people of God today. And this is, I think, one of the things we've done right. And it's a little based off this scripture. You guys know this scripture. It's very popular. It is up in my house. It's well known. Um, people know it. It's, it's from Joshua. Joshua is a guy in the Old Testament. He was the, he was the one who's the protege and the follow-up to Moses. Moses, if you don't know, is the guy who led Israelites out of slavery in Egypt. God used him. They parted the waters. He gave them the Ten Commandments. A lot of good things happened through Moses. Who wants to be the guy who follows that act? Not me, but Joshua was. He was the guy. And he, Moses never got to the promised land. He got to see it, and then he died. Um, and Joshua was the one who was faithful, even in the moments that Moses wasn't. When Moses didn't believe God, Joshua did. Against the giants in the land, Joshua and Caleb were the ones saying, no, we can do it. We can go where God wants us to go. So Joshua has lived a long life when this scripture comes up. He knows slavery. He he sees God do miracles. He lives his life in the desert, on the run, following the tabernacle. He knows what it's like this church. Um, and, and And then he sees God deliver them into the promised land. That's who this Joshua is. And now he's talking to God's people at the end of his life, the Israelites. And this is when he says this. But if you refuse to serve the Lord, then choose today whom you will serve. One of the things you just need to know, God isn't a fan of wishy-washy. We can be Pretty open on a lot of things, but who we serve and who we live for, don't be wish. Make your decision. Make your call. You know, one of the things I was, I respect an atheist more than I respect an agnostic. Because an atheist is dead wrong, but at least they're, at least they're sincerely wrong. (laughs) All right. Would you prefer the gods your ancestors served beyond the Euphrates, or will it be the gods of the Amorites in whose land you now live? But as for me, and my family, or another version says, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. We're in on Jesus. We're going to follow Jehovah. We are a God family. That's who we're going to be. Now, this is at a very different time where men were actually leaders and men, not, not a lot like our time, where men are diminished, you know, almost backseat, you know, it's different 
whereas back then, if a, if a father said to his household, this is what we're going to do, that's what the household did. I would actually argue that's the biblical model. And God set up men as to be the head of the home. And you're the head of the home no matter what you're doing. You say, well, not me. I, I, run, I run our household. My, my man's a joke. And I hope that's nobody in this room. But if, if so, actually, no. Whatever your man is doing or is not doing is how he is leading. He's in that role God placed in there. This, that's just the way it is. So when he made that decision, the household had to follow. This is what we're going to be and do. Now, some of you, you're, you're not married, you don't have kids, you're single, you're not a man. Well, you can then say that for you. But as for me and the household I'm in, the apartment I live in, the, the friends I keep, we will serve the Lord. This will be the standard of my life. No matter where I go and what I do, I will serve Jesus. It's not going to be easy. Not everybody's going to like it, but that's what I'm going to do. Here's what I think we see in this scripture. He does a few things here. Number one, he gets a vision. He gets a vision, and that vision is, you know, we are going to serve God. We are going, uh, I'm at the end, he's at the end of his life here, and he's putting it before the people, and he got a vision for his own life. I'm going to follow God. I'm going to follow Yeshua. I'm going to follow Jehovah. I'm going to follow the great I am all the days of my life through my last breath. And that's what we're going to do. And every decision we make is going to come underneath that umbrella. Where I go, where I work, who I'm with. A lot of people do not do that. A lot of people choose their jobs on what's convenient, what pays the most, or where they want to be, or a combination thereof. Now, those are not bad contingents, but it needs to come under the one, God, what do you want? You talk to some people, well, I go to church where they can do this for me, and they do that, and they fulfill it. Wrong. What does the Lord want? The Lord wants you to drive an hour to Lockport. Drive an hour to Lockport. You know, if the Lord wants you to, uh, if the Lord wants you to, man, I, all I want to do is get out of Illinois. Okay, fair enough. Did you ask God and hear from him clearly? Because I want to get out too, and the Lord has said, no, I'm done asking. Not, I don't want out to thrive. I would like to take the whole church, move to a nice, cool, quiet mountain spot in Missouri. We're all wealthy and employed and tithing. And, uh, but it's not going to happen because that's not God's plan. Matter of fact, there's a, kind of a neat story, and it's put into a great book from Eugene Peterson called Under the Unpredictable Plant. We all are like Jonah. And we are all trying to run from the call of God for Tarshish or for the more beautiful place that's on the coast and on the shore and nice, right? Novaks do it every year. I'm kidding. I'm just teasing you. I'm teasing you. I'm teasing. We're all jealous. Okay. But we all want to talk. And the Lord keeps saying, no, Nineveh. But I don't like Nineveh, God. These people are nasty. They're sinners. They're lying. The Lord's like, but I'm going to do a work. What happens in Nineveh with Jonah is a straight-up revival. And Jonah didn't want it. Because it's not where he wanted to be and who he wanted to be with. Let me tell you, be under 
what the Lord wants for your life. Get a vision from him for you, your family, and your life. It's not going to be easy. It may not always be fun, but it will be good, and it will be fruitful. Your success compares nothing to God's fruit. Some of the people in the saints have died in what seemed to be a waste of life so you let God pour out his, his, himself on it and fruit grows. Okay. Proverbs twenty nineteen: where there is no vision, the people perish. You need a vision in your home. You need to carry a standard. You need that. You need that on your life. What is the standard in your home? To be good people. That's not a standard, because good is subjective unless you have a definition, the vision of what good is. And what good is, is from God. Okay, so that's what he sets before them. Get a vision. Next, what are you believing God for? He was believing God. He was a man of incredible faith, and he believed God to move into the promised land, to see his people move into the promised land, to be successful, and to advance the cause of what God had already done. See, this parting of the waters was great. The, the Ten Commandments was great. The, the moving tabernacle was great. But there's more, and Joshua knew it. There is more from God. I want more of God. I want to see more of God. And what did he do? He conquered lands and settled his people in his lifetime. What a great move. What if he had said, God's already done a lot. Let's, let's just chill out. Mm-mm. No, he believed God for more. Tommy Barnett wrote a great book called What If? Always Believing God for More. I'm not talking about selfish stuff. I'm not talking about monetary gain. I am talking about advancing our lives for the cause of Christ and the things we need in order to do so, to grow in those things. And if you want to, he believed God for these things, and then he walked them out. He prayed into them, and he took the steps of faith for them. So listen to me. Our walk is a faith walk. This is a faith walk. You, don't, you no longer live by the natural. We live by the... Okay, we're going to try that again. We no longer live by the natural. We live by the supernatural, right? 2 Corinthians 5, 7. We walk by faith, not by sight. This is a faith walk. If you want to grow in faith, you have to take steps of, right? I don't teach my kids, you know, just someday you'll walk. You don't need to get, no, 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 because you'll, I don't want you to trip. And if you do that with your kids when they're little, no. Teach them, get up, walk, take steps. That's the only way you're going to mature, grow muscles, grow legs. That's what it is to take steps in the kingdom of God. You have to believe God for things, to grow in God in things. Have to. I am not talking about great. I'm hoping to get 10% return on my, no. A few things we believe God for, okay? Last year, we sat down, we went over our prayer list yesterday. We did this yesterday morning. One of the things they prayed for, like, was Shine was going to PK camp for the first time, PK retreat. Pastor's kids retreat in Illinois. It was her first time ever going to anything like that. She just prayed. She believed God. And it was a big deal for her. I want some friends. She got them. We believe God for that. Small things, but they're big to her. 
It's a big deal. Believe God would, that he would provide for certain things, that he would open up certain doors. We write down a lot of things for our character and our own growth, like, God, I, I want to be less this way. I want to grow in personal discipline. I want to be healthier this way. I want to think, I want to be more generous. We're not talking about just monetary, but we have a vision of things we're going to believe God for, and if you want to grow in faith, you're going to have to do that. And then lastly, who are you believing God for? The kingdom of God is spiritual and people. That's it. God uses monetary things, but that's not the kingdom. If we aren't winning people to Christ, we shouldn't be a church. It's the end of it. And how many of us have a list of who we're believing God for? Yesterday we made a list of the names of who we want to see come to know Christ in our own life. How many of you are believing God? How many of you have family members that you want to see God move on? Your community, your nation. How many of you are like, I'm putting a big fat thing of Joe Biden up and praying for his salvation every day? Man, that'll keep you praying. Good for you. Good. Put up all of Congress while you're at it. All the Senate. Because man, those people need Jesus. They are messed up. Pray for them. God, move on. Haunt them, Holy Spirit. Come on. Believe God for them. The furthest people, you'd be so surprised of the furthest people when the hounds of heaven are released on them. They can come home. They can get to know their Savior. So I'm going to do this here, and I'm going to release you to do it in a minute. It's a few things that I'm believing God for for Thrive this year. Vision, first and foremost. The vision for Thrive for this year. This year. We have a greater vision. What's the greater vision? Oh, man, you're killing me. Church. (laughs) Say Say it louder. God bless you, Chase. To reach, raise, and release. Reach people for Christ. Raise them up. Release them to thrive. Not the church, but in life. Okay. (laughs) This year, to perceive what God's doing in and around us and move with him to greater impact. I want a narrow focus of exactly what God wants to do, not just things we love to do. This year, I believe God is giving us focus like a sniper. There's times, right? If I'm, a, if I'm a sniper, I've got to get the aerial view, but eventually I've got to scope it in and know what my target is. That's what a sniper does. If he doesn't eventually get focus and scope, he'll never hit his mark. That's what we're supposed to have this year. Focus and scope. That's what the vision. When he says go, we're going to go. When he says strike with precision, we're going to. Matter of fact, that's the name of the outreach. If you want to go to Mardi Gras, number one, you have to be 18 years old. Meet us in the kids' church room right after service. You have to come to the meeting. Um, It's right after service in the kids' church room. If you want to come with us, I'm going to tell you what it is and what it's about. It's all witnessing the whole time. So if you're like, great. I love going to Mexico and building churches. New Orleans has a lot of churches. They're okay. Okay? (laughs) What we have is a chance to go in and share Christ with people face-to-face, one-on-one, street witnessing. We're going to precision strike like that. But I want to do that across the board in Thrive. I want us to be successful at exactly what God wants to be successful at. Vision, what are you believing God for? 
straight up. I'm, I'm, I'm saying this once, and I'm saying this. Oh, I am saying this with a whole lot of faith. This year, not 10 years from now, not five years from now, this year I am believing God for a building. This year. You need to know, if God says stay in a gym for the next 20 years, we'll obey and listen. But I believe this is the moment to say, nope, it's time to find a home. You know when you're married for a while, eventually your spouse is like, I want to own something that is ours. Yep, it's that time. It's that time to find a home. We're going for it. And lastly, what are you believing God for? Who are you believing God for? I'm believing God for unsaved family and friends of people that thrive. For prodigals of people that thrive. Some of you have kids who just aren't in church. We want to see that change. Some of you have parents who are far from the Lord. We want to see that change. And to make disciples in the south and west suburbs. Not converts. Not butts and seats. That's good. I mean, that's a start for many people. That's the beginning of discipleship. But disciples. People who are growing in their knowledge and relationship with Jesus. We're saying, I, I want to turn from my sin. I want to turn from my selfishness. I want to walk with Jesus. I want to be faithful in church. I want to be in a circle because I want to grow. And I want to share my faith and not be compromised on that. So that's it for Thrive for this year. Thank you so much for spending some time with us. We hope this message spoke to you and helped you grow in your knowledge of and love for God. Visit us online anytime at EncounterThrive.com and reach out with questions, prayer requests, or comments. We hope to see you for our in-person services in Lockport, Illinois, Sundays at 10. So long.